Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Craig Dubitsky is the mastermind behind Hello Products, an oil care brand that's propelled the category into the beauty industry. Founder, board member, investor, and an advisor, Craig's journey is incomparable, and I'm so excited to dive right in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, Craig Dubitsky. Craig is the founder of Hello Products, the world's first naturally friendly oral care brand, bringing personality, aesthetics, and performance to the $40 billion category. The self-coined friendly founder, Craig is a lifelong entrepreneur with an eye for spotting opportunities in the market. From making clean fun as board member of Method, to making beauty even more fun as co-founder of EOS, Craig is truly a beauty trailblazer. Craig trademarked the friendliest word he could think of, hello, and set about to simply create a product that did the job, tasted good, and was as natural as possible. With Craig named to the Ad Age Creativity 50, and hello now held by Inc. as being one of the best places to work, Craig has put a smile on the face of the beauty industry and truly brought the personal to personal care. So Craig, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. What a treat and what a, what a kind intro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it helps when you have done so much and it just made my job a lot easier because it was just so much to talk about. Well, we're going to dive right in. But the first and the most obvious question I ask all my guests is who is Craig in a nutshell? Um, one word, I'd say optimist. I'm, I'm a perennial, perpetual optimist. Yeah, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I think you have to be optimistic by nature, uh, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, because a lot of things are stacked against you. So optimism has worked really well for me and most entrepreneurs I know. So yeah, that's what I'd say. I, I don't know. How far back do you want me to go? Well, 
I think that's what I want to get to that. I want to actually ask you because your, I mean, your LinkedIn and your your resume was, I think, longer than anything I've seen. It's incredible. So I kind of would just love to, to love to kind of start at the beginning, really. And if you can just walk us through, the, the floor is yours, how you started, you know, into the business and entrepreneurship industry. You know, people have used this expression like entrepreneurs are born, not made. Maybe they've, they've used uh, that same expression for other, you know, for other sort of life pursuits as well. But I do think it's true. I don't know where or how I came to be like this, but literally, literally, I was a child with a lemonade stand, but my lemonade stand had a car wash and I would solicit all the other children in the neighborhood to work at the car wash and I would work the lemonade and I would upsell the lemonade, you know, patrons on getting a car wash and the car wash patrons on clearly getting a lemonade to enjoy while their car was being washed by young children in the neighborhood. So I've been like that my whole life. I originally went to the school I went to because of the music school. I really, really love music. And I mean, who doesn't love music? But I, I had this like really deep uh, and still do really deep appreciation for, for music. And I guess creativity and art, obviously like sort of writ large. And while in school, I changed majors several times uh, and I had businesses all through college, all through university. I had a food business open seven nights a week where I rented space from the university and had fresh food delivered every day at 530 and we're open 930 at night till 230 in the morning. I had a student trucking business. I had a student carpeting business. I, you know, I, I, it's like college was a money-making enterprise for me. Yeah. So graduated, did not go to business school. And cause that's what I thought I was going to do. I thought, Oh, I'll go work for a year or two and then go back to school for my MBA. Never happened. I, my first job, I wound up on the floor of the commodities exchange and I, and I'm just naturally curious and I'm an arbitrageur. I think that's the other fabulous French word like entrepreneur. Mm. I just see opportunities and I think all entrepreneurs do that somehow other people miss or they might see them, but they're scared to go after them or they have some something holding them back. And um, while I was on the floor, I uncovered all this mispricing in futures uh, around currencies. And I became the youngest member of the New York Cotton Exchange and the Financial Instruments Exchange at the time. And I uh, was involved with all this arbitrage and I was an options market maker. I did all these things. And I was very young. And I started a company, ADP, a big uh, sort of processing company, handled the payroll for my company. You know, I had like, I forgot how many people were part of it when I, I was like 22 and had 30 something people on a payroll. Um, and yeah, as a, as, a, as a, you know, as a kid, really. And, um, and I got out of trading only to go back to trading and I traded on the London Metals Exchange. So I was the uh, base metals and base metals derivatives trader at the London Metals Exchange specialist for what became Citigroup. It was Solomon Brothers, Solomon Smith, Barney Citigroup. I did all this financial stuff. That's incredible. And I hated it. I hated it because all my friends were writers and musicians and creators. And I was like the friend who could pay for sushi dinner. I, I have you know, to, I, I, have to I, even I had a say, washer like, dryer. I, just to even pause on that, like, um, I feel like what you're saying is the opposite. I mean, I, I am in the creative field, but my friends are on this, like, uh, literally one of my friends in Goldman is working on metals and exchange. And he was even telling me about how they even have this in-person, um, like they still, it's the one of the oldest methods of exchange, like of valuation. They go in person, right? Oh yeah. It used to, yeah, it's, it's on the LME. It's called the ring and they have. Yeah. LME. Yeah. Yes. And they, tra- so I, I was the. LME 
specialist for a city group. Yeah. So it's literally, it's open outcry. They sit for five minutes at a time and they trade amongst the small group. It's called in in, in the ring. And, And then there's a session called the curb because back in the day they used to trade on the curb outside of what became ultimately an exchange. It was like a restaurant or a bar or something and they would kick them out and they would literally go trade on the curb. And that became a a portion of the trading day where you could trade all the metals at any time. Otherwise, literally it's five minutes per metal. If you're a trader in the ring and it's a physical ring, if you're, if your bum comes off the seat, you could be fined. It's very, you know, it's very elegant in its way. And, um, very antiquated in many ways. And uh, yeah, so anyway, I did that for a number of years as, as well. So yeah, I, wow, that's funny. I haven't thought about that in a really long time. Um, thank you for bringing that, <laughs> bringing that memory back. Me. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I left all that stuff because all my friends that uh, were starving artists were, I think, having a much better time in life. Uh, you know, money is a very strange thing. And for me, I never equated money with happy because I knew a lot of people with money, but they were really unhappy. Anyway, I, I, I quit trading, moved out to San Francisco because I had met a VC, not even knowing what a VC was. They were impressed that I used to embed macros and spreadsheets and tweak Black-Scholes models and things. And I had this crazy idea that had nothing to do with CPG at all. And anyway, they funded me. I moved to San Francisco, uh, built a pretty decent sized team of some really quality people. And the company was acquired before we ever launched, which was pretty amazing. It wasn't a great story, but it was great in that no one got hurt and nobody lost, you know, a job or money or whatever. Um, but it wasn't like a success to the degree that I thought it could or should be. And the best thing that came out of my experience out there was I had a CFO who said to me one day, I met this guy. He likes all the same stuff you do, brand and design and culture. And um, and you guys just have to meet, which, by the way, is like the story of my life. Someone says, you guys just have to meet. So lesson number one, most important thing I can impart, take every meeting. Have no agenda. It's okay. Especially when you're young and you're like, time is very valuable, but you might have more of it when you're younger than when you're older. So I still, to this day, take like every meeting. I'll talk, I'll listen, I'll meet with anybody. So um, this person that that uh, my old CFO said, meet this person. We met for a drink that became a dinner and we had this crazy bond over packaging because I really love packaging. I love design full stop, but I love the idea that you can make art out of everyday objects. I just love that. So because why should art be something highfalutin, you know, it, just for the for the tiniest percentage of people. Like I like everyday stuff. Yeah. It takes the same amount of thought to make something beautiful, regardless of its price point, really. So this person and I get into packaging and he's like, well, I'm really obsessive about packaging. I said, yeah, me too. He's like, well, you know, no one's as obsessive as I am. Like, you know, and I was like, well, what's your favorite pack? And he said, oh, you're not going to know it's from the UK. It hasn't existed for 20 years. I said, that's so weird. Like same with mine. He's like, you're, you're kidding me. I'm like, no, like what, what's yours? And he's like, oh, you're not going to know it. It was this product. It's called Physio Sport. And I was like, Physio Sport? Like with a, it had a, a twist top and a valve and it was the first men's three-in-one shampoo conditioner body wash. And mine has the Olympic rings on it and it's seafoam green. And he was like, holy shit. Like <laughs> you have that, you know that, like you couldn't fake this, right? Like there was no way, no way you could fake this. So we had this crazy bonding moment 
over physio sport, which predates Lynx, which is Axe, where I am right now, but Lynx um, in the UK, and it predated it by quite a bit. It was this Unilever product. And it was really cool. Like at the time, I mean, it had like badge value. It was, you know, like if you held this thing up, it, it felt good and you felt, you know, like you were a powerful human being with this thing. It was really great design. And um, anyway, we both bonded over this. And I said, so I heard you have some idea that's keeping you up at night. And he said, yeah, I think this is the quote. He said, yeah, I think clean products suck. And I was like, okay, that's eloquent. Why do you say that? And he said, uh, because the biggest thing most people buy is their home. And the stuff they use to take care of their home is so ugly, they have to hide it. Yeah. And so toxic, they have to lock it up. And I thought that was the most brilliant thing I'd ever heard. Like every synapse started to fire for me. I went crazy. I'm like, that's brilliant. And I said, you know, now that you say that, because I never really thought about cleaning products before. I said, I think to use the parlance of the day, I said, I think the brands suck because they were created when women were supposed to deep clean the house every day and wait for their husbands to come home and leave the sports page by the front door and, you know, uh, cook a hot meal and wait upstairs in the missionary position. And yes, I'm being very, very, very facetious. Um, back a long time ago when these brands were created, the ultimate ideal for many women was to be a happy homemaker. And what a load of rubbish that is, right? Yeah. That's nonsense. So this very antiquated on many levels way of um, treating women, thinking about women, the role of women and cleaning, putting all that together. Ugh, it was vile. And I said to him, not only is it so culturally anachronistic and horrible and ridiculous, and I don't know a single woman who aspires to be a homemaker, they, they aspire to live a fulfilling and exciting life. The end, whether that's as a single person, a married person, a same-sex married person, a, you know, leading a productive, happy life, full stop, not leading a productive, happy life has as a homemaker and cleaning your house. So all the brands to me were funny because they had X's in the name because it sounded very technical. And the, the space race was this driving cultural force at the time. You know, it was going to be better living through chemistry was the general thinking. So the brands had X's, Ajax and Windex and Borax and Oxidol, Clorox. Um, they all had X's in them because it sounded like the periodic table was being demystified for the little lady at home, you know? So that better living through chemistry thing, that science is going to make your life better, you know, nonsense was, um, you know, was, was the, the, the marketing of the day. So I said that and he, and he was like, wow, you know, I didn't really think so much about like the culture of the time when most of these brands were created and the naming, and we had this crazy bond. Fast forward, the person I was with, his name's Eric Ryan. He was the original co-founder of Method. So I met Adam and Eric, the two founders, when literally they were mixing product in the bathroom. And we talked a lot about design. They talked a lot about formulation. They're just such good people. You know, at the end of the day, everything's about people. They're just such good people and so smart. And, um, and we kind of hit it off. And my lucky day was that I met them really early and I appreciated the thought and the thinking and the approach. And I guess a lot of people didn't because a lot of people passed. And I went to everyone I knew in venture and private equity to co-invest with me. So I, I led the original investment in Method and was a founding board member at Method. And literally it was Adam and Eric mixing product in their bathroom. And everybody that I went to literally kind of made fun of me and said, you know, you're out of your mind. It's never going to work. People don't care about 
cleaning products or there's already cleaning products out there. Like you can't do that. And I have this very simple thesis, which is people care about everything. They care about cleaning products. They care about wallpaper. They care about microphones. They care about there's there's no such thing as a boring category. There's just boring executions. And sometimes boring is just it's an interesting kind of charged word. It may just be complacency. It may mean, you know, complacency because there's market dominance and we don't have to do that much. It may mean uh, being a little culturally tone deaf. It may, you know, boring can be defined a lot of ways. It could just be very simplistic design that isn't particularly well conceived. There's nothing wrong with simple, but if it's not really super thoughtful, then it can be kind of boring. So anyway, method became method. It became quite a, a, a wonderful brand and company and for me personally and professionally, kind of a calling card in a lot of ways. I, I take no credit for Method other than having been lucky enough to appreciate their vision and having met them early. Um, yeah. And, you know, of course, I was, you know, around a lot of things in the beginning, but it, it really was an incredible story. And from there, I just never stopped. And I started a company um, and I made EOS which, yeah. you know, I, I sat with a sculptor at my conference room table with two young designers, this incredible sculptor uh, who lived in Brooklyn and uh, made this thing, this little spherical lip balm. And, it, you know, it was the same story where everyone told me, no, that's another theme for me. Like take every meaning. And the other theme is, you know, I love when people tell me no, because usually they're much smarter than I am. And the smartest people just told me they're not going to compete with me, which makes my life so much easier. So, um, you know, there was a lot of no, like you can't do cleaning products. There was you, you lip balm. You mean chapstick? You're making chapstick? I'm like, when the whole category is named after an extant brand, that's a sign to me that there's probably an opportunity um, for me. Anyway, that gets me very fired up. So, yeah, I started EOS. The first product was a women's shaving cream because I realized if you were a man and you wanted to get a little experimental, you could spend, you know, you can spend a hundred pounds on a shaving cream if you want. There's a lot from like, a, you know, a pound to a hundred pounds. There's a lot in between, a lot of different strata. And if you're a woman who, you know, women in general tend to care a whole lot more about their beauty routines than their male counterparts for the most part. Um, they certainly have a lot more surface area they're looking at when they're shaving than a man and different needs. Because when you're a guy, you don't want your face to be overly moisturized because it could, you know, you could be oily, but if you're a woman and you're, and you're shaving your legs, you might actually want your legs to be moisturized. So a lot of women were forced to basically use a man's product with a pink cap on it. And of course pay a pink tax. And there was nothing particularly special about that product. So I started there because men had a lot of choice and women for shaving had very little, or they would use their man's product and get them upset because they were, you know, using much more product on their legs than a man uses typically on his face. So um, made this really beautiful, very moisturizing uh, shave cream for women in a beautiful pack that wouldn't leave a rust ring in your shower if it got wet, that you could you know, live with much easier, is much more grippy um, and just prettier, frankly. And the fragrances were much more evolved. And you could shave without using the shower. You know, You could literally just put some of this on your leg and shave and rinse your blade a little and you'd be good to go. So if you're wearing pants during the day and you had an evening event and you wanted to wear a dress, but you hadn't shaved, you wouldn't have to shower all over again. You literally could just put this on your leg, shave and, you know, go about your business. But it was like understanding and thinking sort of like a little bit of a anthropologist or ethnographic person, like how people really live with these things. 
Like what's the reality of your physical space of what you're doing during the day? And it's not because, oh, I'm going to outsource that to a third party research firm. It's like some of the best ideas come because you have to learn to open your eyes and think about things that bother you. Um, and anyway, then I made a lip balm and I made that lip balm. Really, the impetus behind that was every woman I knew had a very large purse and mm -hmm. they started to use their flashlights. Their, the flash from their iPhones became flashlights because women couldn't find anything in this purse. It was mm -hmm. this cavernous, you know, sort of black hole. It was your gym bag, your overnight bag, your yoga bag, your computer bag, a diaper bag, uh, you know, everything in this bag. Uh, for work and, and not work. And I was like, well, you have two eyes and it's hard to see in there, but you have 10 fingers. And what if you could actually make this thing so that just by the sheer touch, you would know exactly what it was. You wouldn't um, inadvertently reach into your bag to pull out your mascara and pull out a tampon by accident because the shape is very similar. Like you would know yeah. there's nothing else that felt like this, had a shape like this. And I'm very particular. So I worked hard on making sure the click when you open and close the product works a certain way that the, um, that the parting line, the gate mark for when the componentry got stamped out of the tooling wouldn't be marred. So kind of bury the gate mark in the negative space of the O in the EOS logo. There's a little gap, um, little things like that. Like I'm obsessive, making sure the durometer of the soft touch was soft enough to feel really good and grippy and sort of be a little stress reliever, but not so, sticky that it would get all the dust in the bottom of your purse in the first couple of days. Over time, it might get a little grotty down there, but um, it's going to last you a pretty long time. So yeah, EOS became EOS. And it was the same thing. People said, you know, you're crazy. You can't do it. And it, you know, according to Mintel, I think it, I read this report a few years ago that EOS grew the entire lip care category by four and a half X. And the other dirty little secret about lip care, the average woman ingests about five pounds of petrochemicals just from her lip product. So wow. EOS is uh, an organic product. It's 95%. It's, it's, it's really interesting. You can say it's 100% natural, but only 95% organic because it has beeswax in it. And you can't basically say that it's organic beeswax unless you create the world's biggest apiary. You know exactly how bees are pollinating. But anyway, it's a really nice product. And, uh, and I'm proud of what, uh, what was accomplished there while I was there. And then I started Hello. I did some other things in between, but I started Hello. Uh, and fast forward, it was Hello was me, three people, and a dog. And we literally, me, three people, and a dog. And, and sometimes a second dog. Sometimes my dog would come in. But I had kids, and they were like, where's the dog? Why isn't the dog at home? So the dog, was, my dog was here some of the time. Um, anyway, we started small. Um, we designed some really, really beautiful packaging that was very funky when we launched with BMW, I, I was very fortunate to meet um, the global head of design, former global head of design for BMW, who is something, someone I really idolized. And um, we become friendly. And next thing you know, we started working with BMW. We won our, you know, three of the biggest design awards in the world, which was very cool. Um, a red dot, you know, it, I mean, like really, really amazing stuff. The year we won the Audi R8 supercar was a big winner. The Nest thermostat was a big winner. Little hello with, me, three people, and a dog was it was a winner. It was very cool. Um, and it was a little too cool. Like, people couldn't tell what it was. It was a little far out there. And we, we very quickly pivoted. And, you know, we had all sorts of, I don't know if I'd say fits and starts, but 
you know, it, it, you know, it's a process, right? So you learn as you go. Yeah. And we kept growing and opening more doors and coming up with new products. And uh, fast forward, Hello became the fastest growing, fastest selling oral care brand in the U.S. And the number one natural mouthwash and toothpaste in places like Walmart and Target and uh, the number one oral care product at a big chain called Dollar General, which has almost 18,000 doors yeah. now. Uh, and we're probably the only brand to launch in all doors of Dollar General and all doors of Whole Foods without really changing the product up about eight days apart from one another. Because my idea was to make a better product for everybody. And the thing about Hello, the big idea was anything that goes in your mouth should taste great. Full stop. Doesn't matter what it is, right? Doesn't matter what, it, what its purpose is. Anything that goes in your mouth, if it doesn't taste good, it should not be there. And oral care is really important because oral health and whole body health are inextricably linked. And most people have no idea what they're putting in their mouths when it comes to their oral care. So I wanted to make something that was as natural as possible, obviously delicious, because that's where I started, but as natural as possible and really effective, because this wasn't the type of uh, category where you could just be kind of like, well, we like designs, so we're going to make it look good, like performance isn't just like I got the dirt off my window or I had to rub twice as hard because I use this natural product and it's a little more gentle than heavy chemicals. So I'm going to rub twice as hard. This is going in your mouth and your body. So um, it's very important to get this right because it's a wellness product. It's not just quote unquote, a, a beauty product or just a personal care product or FCMG, whatever it's, it's, it's really a, a hygiene and a wellness product. So um put a lot of thought into this. And the big epiphany for me for oral care came when I was walking through a retailer in the U.S. in Manhattan. And I saw a, a brand new pack that was designed to clearly capture one's attention. And it did just that. But for me, it was for all the wrong reasons. And I saw this hologram of an extracted tooth on the package and it drew me in. But I thought, extracted teeth like that's horrible i thought you use these products so you never see extracted teeth and then i looked around and all these products all over the place had extracted teeth and and then i thought about it this all happened like i'm not kidding in an instant it was like a visceral instantaneous thing and i saw extracted teeth everywhere and i thought that's horrible and everything about the category seemed to be about fear and shame you know like if you're not whitening you're frightening um if you don't go to the dentist they're going to drill fill and bill you if you don't use this stuff, your breath is going to be horrible and you know, you're not going to get kiss goodnight and you're not going to get the job because the interview won't go well because your smile isn't bright enough or your breath isn't fresh enough. Everything seemed to be about fear and shame. And I looked at some of the ingredients and I'm not a chemist. And even as a non-chemist, I looked at some of these ingredients and I was like, weren't those banned from diet soft drinks like 30 years ago? Why is that in my children's mouthwash? Why is that in my children's toothpaste? Like saccharin? You've got to be kidding me. So I looked at a whole bunch of ingredients and some were really very frightening to me. And I thought this whole category is really unfriendly. That's the word I kept thinking about. And I thought, well, what's the friendliest word I could think of? And it was hello. So I trademarked the word hello all over the world in all these different categories. And, when I, and it's a word mark as well as, of course, we have all the artwork and everything. But I start out with a word mark. So I own the word. It could be uppercase, lowercase, italics, bold. Forget about the artwork portion of it, just the actual word mark. And we started, the, the first person I started working with was a formulator because I wanted to own all the IP. I wanted to make sure it was proprietary and something that to the extent I needed to move it around, I could. 
And I didn't want to be beholden to any one manufacturer or manufacturing partner. I was willing to make those investments. And, uh, and it did. And the products, I mean, this is a podcast. You won't be able to see this, but oh gosh, I'm going to show you something you should never do. This is a fluoride free product, but. <laughs> that is amazing. Mm. If anyone can, cannot see, we have a video clip, fits, but he's putting it into his mouth. A lot of it. <laughs> but he's, you're eating. A lot of it. It's because it's, you're eating. Yeah, I'm eating. You're just, um, it's in your mouth. It's vegan. It's cruelty-free. This is a fluoride-free product. Fluoride is great for your teeth. Never eat fluoride because it's not good to ingest it. And when I say not good, I mean it's dangerous to ingest it. But it's totally fine if you brush your teeth with it and spit it out. Not enough is ingested. But, um, yeah, this is a fluoride-free toothpaste that I'm excited to say launched in the UK. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's it's lovely. And the packaging, because I love packaging, um, the tubes, I like to say we're saving marriages because I'm squeezing this tube pretty viciously, but if I just like let it sit for a second, boom, it just, it comes back to its shape and it's a soft touch. Game changer. Well, people break up over this stuff. Like marriages fail because people say, you're such an idiot. I hate the way he squeezes the toothpaste. Or you you throw it out without taking all of it out. Exactly. So it's really very pliable, but very soft uh, to the touch and looks lovely. Yeah really through its duration. So its whole life cycle, it's going to look really good. And we get love letters from people who literally write to us and say, this just makes me happy when I wake up and I see this big, bright hello every morning Um, or before I go to sleep. It's really been lovely. So fast forward again, me, three people and a dog. We start growing like crazy. Um, We have a charcoal toothpaste, totally captures people's imagination. It goes wild. Just wild. Black toothpaste, yeah. white teeth, holy moly. Gentle for everyday use. Exciting. Really works, like really works. We test in the same labs as the biggest companies in the world. And, you know, the abrasivity level of this was less than a lot of the quote unquote super whitening, you know, products that are out there. Um, yeah. And this one is vegan, tastes better, is cruelty free. Our entire supply chain is cruelty free. We're Leaping Bunny certified, which means every ingredient supplier we work with has to verify to a third party that there's no animal testing. It's not just us at the end saying, oh, well, we didn't test. And then we're blind to everything that happened before. It's really cruelty free the whole way through. Um, So the product, the efficacy is there. And that's the key thing. So it's delicious. It really works. We know who grows our mint. We go to Oregon and hang out with our our farmers. We have we have. This one particular farm we work with, it's it's owned by these amazing two women, uh, Deanie and Gabby, the sisters. And they're unbelievable. Like, so we know where our mint comes from. Um, it's grown on, you know, women-owned farms, family farms uh, in Oregon. It's gorgeous. And, you know, we, we try to make sure that the pricing is where people can afford it. You know, it's, a, it's, it's not super high-end luxe. This is for the 1%. We think everybody deserves a beautiful, thoughtfully sourced and, and crafted product that you like. You need to use this category's products every day, and it shouldn't be a compromise, and it shouldn't be too painful for you financially. Um, and you know, here we are. We're, we're now in the UK, so we're so excited. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, hey, thank you so much for sharing the whole journey in a very eloquent and super informative way. I mean, I literally was taking so many mental notes with these like nuggets of wisdom, you know, like when you were saying about saying no, but as an opportunity um, and and just kind of like really 
focusing on the detail as well I, the way you're explaining the thought that went through it really is an investment initially and shouldn't be rushed because it really will a once it's launched the product people will notice that you can't really change it you have one first impression um and you've spent a lot of time really making sure that the consumer's experience with the product is at the very best but why, without sacrificing on making it inaccessible it's been at all a good price right point. it's it's really key um it's not to say that people don't have a uh, an appreciation and a love and a desire for things that might be uh, a little harder to obtain. There's nothing wrong with, with aspirational products. There's nothing wrong with uh, artisanal or small run products. There's no, I mean, I like to say the only mint we don't like at Hello is judgment. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, tip, tip, tip the waiters. Um, enjoy the show. So, yeah, yeah, it's really true. So, um, everything communicates, everything. And for us as stewards, and I say us, this is the the, the grand us, the royal us, as entrepreneurs, as yep. dreamers, as creators, is to I think um, realize we have a responsibility to ourselves because we want to create things, absolutely, but really. Um, that's selfish, right? We have to be thinking about other people all the time, obsessively, uh, frankly, and realize that everything communicates, like everything. So one word of copy in the right place can change the tone and tenor and vibe of your brand so quickly, right? So if I told you everything about hello and everything about the way we formulate and how we source and all the attributes of the products, you know, that they're apart from being vegan and cruelty-free, um, we don't use any dyes. We only use natural flavors. There's no artificial flavors. There's no sulfates. There's no SLS. There's no peroxide. Like we have a long list of no's. But if I told you all that and I told you it was called, you know, Megaglyph 2000, you'd be like, oh, well, it's really great. It has those attributes, but like Megaglyph 2000, like what like the why? Because that really, yeah, ugh. exactly. Um, so it's like understanding that everything tells part of the story yeah. Um, everything is potentially relatable. Mm. And I stress the word potentially because there's no guarantees, but you know, we're humans trying to make better things for other humans and we're trying to do it in the most truly friendly way we can. Mm. And once you start looking at things through that lens, it will adjust the way you pursue not only opportunities, but the way you pursue people that will join your mission, join your company. I like to say no one buys Hello, they join Hello. Yeah. No one comes to work um, for Hello. Working for Hello, the word for is like, ugh, that's cringeworthy mm. to me. Like people don't don't come here for the job. They, they come here because it's really fun and we're trying to change the world and make it a friendlier place. And my job is to make sure the coolest, smartest people can come and do their coolest, smartest, best stuff. Love and it. we try to make sure we find out what people love and find out what we need and marry those two things up so that the people that come to work here aren't just doing their J-O-B. Mm. They're doing what they love. And what they love is going to help us as a group of people focused on making better things for people. And when you get that right, magic happens. So, yep. um, you know, again, I'm incredibly lucky oh my god i'm so lucky you say um even before the podcast when we, you know, we aired i love how you, you you say a lot you're incredibly lucky which just shows your humility because oh. obviously like um there is a part of that but honestly what you've created and the 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 way you've inspired 
every touch point you've been on in every different industry and obviously now hearing it you've been in many many industries which is incredible but there has been that key message and I think that's what you know you Craig as a human is your is your purpose and your 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 I guess as a vehicle for something in this world you are here to spread joy happiness and um, I love the fact that you know now with your latest venture it is in its name, like just the purest form of happiness is like the beginning of, of, of saying hello. That's it. That's how it all starts. Opening up. And that's incredible. And, and, and I also love the fact that, you know, it, it's more than just the name of a business. You also do that in every touch point. You even said to me before that, you know, you always invite a meeting. Every meeting you have time for. Oh, yeah. Um, you're saying hello to those opportunities. And that's just incredible. Um, you know, there's a Skype button. There's a Skype button on our website. Really? And I know there's now a UK website and it's probably not there. Um, yeah. And maybe we need to fix that, frankly. And time zones, obviously, will will be what they'll be. Yeah. In the U.S., when we launched, I, I, I see it's, it. I it's, see it's it. there, and it's real, and it comes it's and it comes to me. It's amazing. Yeah, and when we launched, I said, "Well, for the web, I have this crazy idea," and and hmm. people said, well, "Well, what is it?" And I said, well, "What if?" And this is again, you got to go back in time. There was no Zoom, there was no Google no. Hangouts or Meets or you know fill in the blank. Right, FaceTime was still like kind of new. I don't mean to alienate anyone's platform of choice, but um, <laughs> there were there were limitations back then. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you came to our website and a prompt popped up and we, you know, we would be able to tell through your browser, um, you know, what you were working on, if you were mobile or on a PC or a Mac or whatever. And you'd get a pop up that would say like, hey, do you want to turn on your camera? And, and I would say hello to you. Because, again, keep in mind, we were three people and a dog. Right? So we had a supply chain person, a finance yeah. person. Like, you know, so and I was, you know, I write all the copy. Then I wrote every single word of copy. Now we have a few more people and, and I still write a lot of copy. But, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I'm excited to have a team that can also, you know, write and, and embody the voice, not just me. But in the beginning, yeah, it was just me. So I wanted to do this thing where the website would just ask you to turn your camera and uh, and we talk and and people were like you can't do that and I'm like well I can't or I shouldn't and they said well technically you can but people are going to want to go to the web and ask about you know an ingredient or a product and I said great and then I'll tell them about it and they said no but they're going to want to you know if, like, ask about a store like can they buy it in their local shop and I said well then they'll tell me their zip code and I'll look it up if I don't know off the top of my head and we'll have a conversation and everyone said you're you know, you're, you're crazy, you can't do it, slash shouldn't do it. And the compromise was a Skype button. And I've been, I've, I've been able to have conversations with people all over the world. They're amazing conversations. People just call sometimes to tell you, like, thank you, I don't have to fight with my children anymore at brush time because I used to have to fight. And now I'm calling because I want to say thank you. And I have to ask you, is it okay if my daughter brushes five times a day? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll make more. It's okay, but um, yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's safe and it's fine. And you know, thank you. And I'm just so glad you know you're all loving the product. But you know, you get really interesting inbounds from all over, and I hear from a lot of entrepreneurs. And I try to be helpful whenever I can because, like, why wouldn't I be? So, yeah, if I can be helpful, I give out my cell phone all the time. People are like, you give out your cell phone? I'm like, why wouldn't I? I mean, it'll be an international charge. If anybody wants to call me or text me, they can. I have a good number. It's 917-392-1000. So feel free. Oh, that's easy to remember. Yeah, just, you know, ping me, shout at uh, Skype, um, hit me up. If I can be helpful, I'll try to be. And, um, yeah, we're excited because now we're, I, we're I in your neck of the like, woods. We're in the UK now. 
No, no, global expansion is exciting, but like definitely it's, um, it's just still incredible to hear how giving you are. And, oh. um, you know, now you're entering new territories, you're going to have different types of, um, consumers, you know, for example, like, you know, the type of kind of, I guess you could say, uh, experience you'll have with your customers, your fans, your friends or here in the UK it might be different to us or in middle East, et cetera. So how would you like, have you had experience of like, you know, cause you're so giving, does it get sometimes, um, strenuous or questionable for you to be like, Oh my God, like, will I be taken advantage of or um, will people have the wrong intentions? How do you deal with that? That's a great question. So I have personally felt that most people are pretty awesome. And I still feel people are pretty awesome and I never doubt intent. You know, some things might come across as a little strange, but I try to never doubt that, um, you know, that, that aspirations are off or intent is, is, uh, that there's some kind of potential malice or, yeah, or misplaced. Usually people are very respectful. I've only had a couple of really interesting instances where I'm like, Ooh, maybe this wasn't a good idea. Um, two, two times. Two times in the past, like, I don't know, 10 years, maybe I've had moments where I picked up the Skype and the person on the other end did not think it was real. That's happened actually a bunch, but I had two instances where two separate instances where in, on each of these particular occasions, they were shirtless men who did not realize that it was real and that I was going to pick up and they like freaked out. And I freaked out because I was not expecting like a topless dude on the other end of the yeah. call. And one topless dude told me, which was really weird. He was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is real. I'm a pediatric dentist. And I was like, like you're a pediatric dentist and you what? have no shirt Why on you and sure? you are hitting me. And, and it was so <laughs> awkward. He's like, no, 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 no. I, I didn't think this was real. And I was listening to something and someone brought up, you know, hello. And I wanted to see, and I went on your website and, you know, and it was like late at night, you know, and I was like, dude, put on a shirt. Like, no. So that's <laughs> happened twice. Um, you know, two shirtless men. But apart from that, no, it's been wonderful because I do think that um, most people, and it's very sad, very sad to me that the the default position in a lot of ways is to be mindful and be careful and, you know, you don't want to expose yourself. And I certainly understand that. Um, But for the most part, I find that overwhelmingly so people are kind and thoughtful and and you know, really, really decent. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So I haven't had knock on wood, touch wood, um, any bad things happen. And I hope that continues. And, you know, all you can do is keep putting your best stuff out there. I mean, I have, I have two children. I'm married. I have two kids and I tell my kids all the time, you keep putting positivity, not in a COVID sense, obviously you keep putting positivity out there. What you will get back is more positivity. If you put negativity out there, what do you think gets back more negativity? So you attract what you, you push out. Absolutely. And, and, And even my, my mom was always kind of, I guess you could say, inspired me from a very young age to um because i always used to see her give 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 and i was always like mom like you know um you're giving a lot uh from a young age i didn't understand why she would always give and never expect and then she told me like you know if you're giving it's your you are the one giving not them not always do they ask and sure they ask sometimes but you still have the decision making to give and you should always give without any expectation giving back because it's not then it's not really them. giving right if you're then you're exactly. exactly then you're trading or you're you know it's whatever but that's why you can never really get hurt and you'll always you know be a bit more happier if you just give without any expectation, just your love. And that's, and I think that's what you do. I mean, the fact that you have a Skype button on your website, the only ever brand I've ever seen have that. And you are the one. Yeah, it only comes to me. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere else. That's insane. That's incredible. No, that is, um, I mean, uh, it's it's annoying for me to even say that's like unbelievable, but it's it's, it's obviously believable because it's true, but it's just incredible. It's, it's, I really, like, you've inspired me to think like how I want to, portray myself out there which is incredible yeah, no, be, being available is really you know it's key and by available i don't mean just reachable mm. i mean like really honestly available and and valuable to you know when because also you're using their time in, not you know in a crude way and you want to make sure you are doing justice to both the times you're both putting out Ab- for each absolutely other. and again i found people are really really respectful and sometimes i've gotten pinged where i just can't pick up you know and i and even then i write back and i'm like i'm really sorry i was on a call or i was with a a retail partner or I'm with my family and I can't, but you know, I've had many times where I picked up where I'm in the car with my family and I'm like, Hey, I'm here with my family. Like, I hope that's okay. And people are, are really kind. Usually they're just, they're just sweet. And they're like, Oh, like if it's not a good time, can we talk later? And I'm like, sure. Or I'm like, if you don't mind talking in front of like my wife and children, like they're here and they're cool. They'll add in their comments too, if you want. Um, yeah, people are, are people are lovely. Yeah. It's funny. I use the word people, um, because you, you use the word consumer. I, I, I'm allergic to that word because I think, um, You're right. Labels, I need to stop. I'm too business. No, no, it's not even that's too business. It's just, I'm like, as soon as you label, you create this distance, you know, yeah. it's like, well, we're you, yeah. a company and they're consumers and, or they're a target. Like, I hate that word. Like, Oh my God, you're a target. Targets get shot at. Like who wants to be a target? Yeah. So, I'm like, we're people and we happen to consume things. We happen to have preferences for things, but I'm so, um, you know, just sort of hyper focused and obsessed with the idea that we have much more in common than we, than we think not. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. How do we tap into those things that we have in common and then create things that appeal to folks on this very sort of natural quote unquote natural level, like where you don't have to try that hard because all these other players have to try so hard because, 
you know, they, they typically have something that isn't that delightful. You know, people say about hello, they go, oh, yeah. hello's a disruptor. I'm like, we're not a disruptor. No one ever said, honey, next time you're at the store or you're at the shop, can you pick me up some of that hello disruptive toothpaste? They're such challengers. <laughs> no one ever calls us a disruptor except the people being disrupted. Yeah. And they're disrupted because they're not delighting people enough. So we're in the delighting business. That's for all of us. I say we, it's for all of us. Well, thank you. Now, it's really, it's so good, you know, already just hearing the way you communicate with me. It's, it's just amazing to hear like, these key words that I'm just like, I need to like definitely put some more thinking on the way I communicate to others too, because the intentions of what you, you know, you have in your heart is exactly what I have. But I think sometimes even I've been so trained by corporate and like, you know, conglomerates to be like consumer target, but actually you're saying the exact things. I'm like, no, I've written down, literally I've written capitals in my notes, stop saying consumers, oh. save people. So you're inspiring me. Like, I'm going to like, when I hear that next time, I'm going to be like, sorry, don't use, Craig told me, don't use, you know, people, say people, 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 um, people. We're all people. We're all people. And I'm yes. always learning. And like, uh, that's so important to hear. So thank you. Like, honestly, I feel like that's something like you've just changed my life today. Like, oh, like oh you're too, too like, kind. Well, wait till you try the toothpaste if you yeah. haven't yet. That's going to be. Yeah. I'm, 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 I mean, already the demonstration is the best demonstration. Just like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought about that. Like, can I just, and, and, you know, you were saying about the lip balm and also it's true. Like we forget like when, in, you know, using beauty products, a lot oh of it God. is ingested. They're, they go into your skin. It's not just onto your skin. Yeah. They go into your skin. Do they go on your hair? They go into your scalp. Like they, t- yeah. they like your body is incredibly absorptive um the same way our eyes take in things and our ears take in sounds and like we're we're meant to absorb things like literally and figuratively right so um yeah you have to be really mindful uh about this stuff not to scare anybody it's it's a great opportunity it's kind of exactly it's it's an opportunity to to definitely make some change in things that we are doing every day and i think that's with the, the power of you've really it really helped to create products that are, you know, for the everyday use, but actually that will really change people's lives because that even just in the morning, waking up and seeing the word hello right in front of you with the, like the beautiful packaging, the nice smile, like it's just, it does change your mindset. And then obviously you're going to also change your teeth and make it better. And I, and I can vouch for that because I really, whenever I, before all my podcast guests, I really look at the reviews. That's one of my, my biggest things. And, sure. you know, for, I'll be honest, for a D2C site to have something with a lot of reviews is very hard when it's already mainly very retail focused where there's a lot of distribution in all the channels. And I went on your, uh, your website, saw the, inc- I mean, thousands of reviews and mm-hmm. all of them were, A, not, not just five star. Okay, that, that I think I understood already by looking at the brand. It's incredible. But it was really about the amount of time they took to write the reviews. Oh, yeah. There were like That's four amazing. or five lines on average. And a lot of them started with like capital, like, hello, hello. Like there was a communication. It was like a, it was so, you must feel so excited just to read. Oh that just to my God. And I do. And you know, it's funny in the beginning, I sort of was, was politely reprimanded. Um, Cause in the beginning yeah. I was just so giddy, like any founder, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, Oh my God, a complete stranger, someone I don't know that I didn't give product to bought our product and liked it so much that they want to write about it. Or, you know, in the rare occasion where someone hasn't liked it, it's very, very, very rare. And usually it's like, oh, I meant to get fluoride free and they sent me fluoride. Like it's something that wasn't even something we had done, right? Like there's just, you know, my package arrived wet and my, you know, yeah, like stuff that hasn't, you know, like not in our control. But I used to write back, to every review. 
And someone said, no, 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 you can't do that. You're like messing with algorithms and like you can't tell. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. This was a long time ago. Like before, like just a normal person could write back. Now Amazon has changed. Yeah. This is many, many years ago. Yeah. But um, I used to, you know, I used to write back and just like thank people. And, uh, and if they had a question or if they wrote something in the review, I would respond and people were like, okay, time out. You just, you, you can't do that anymore. So that stopped a while ago. Nothing, you know, again, like nothing, uh, untoward happened, but I was so just yeah. excited and passionate that someone actually loved our stuff that I wanted to thank them. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, uh, it's good, good times. I mean, well, one question before we get in, go into the fire round questions, and um, I, I do have a couple more questions just about kind of you personally. But do you do you feel you have definitely evolved a lot into creating a lot of incredible brands that are really mission led and also just you know, changing people's lives? Truly, how have you found um, like? the the change has has been for you like is it like now like are you because you know eos was your baby and it's still your baby but technically now hello is a new one like what is your advice for people creating new businesses and being a serial entrepreneur how do you deal with that well you know it, it, it's like the next thing is always the most exciting thing i think for most mm-hmm. people but i try to never get too carried away with that because yeah the next thing could be the thing you have right now. You just need to keep evolving it. Like I, I, That's true. I remember launching the, the first, the first EOS that we launched the shave cream, the very first thing we ever launched. I remember working with this lovely, lovely and incredibly talented uh, woman who really helped us with just about everything. And we were also a very tiny company at the time and we shipped like you know, purchase orders had come in. We had manufactured everything. We shipped it. And she let out like the most heaving sigh and was like a puddle because she was like, we're done. Like, oh my God, we did it. And I looked at her and I went, we're not done. Like, what do you mean we're done? Like, we just, we're just getting started. Like we just shipped it. And she, she cried and I went, oh no, oh no. Like, what have I done? Like, I didn't mean to upset you. Like, this is exciting. And I, and I, and I, We'll never forget that. She and I still talk about that. It was, you know, at this point, a very long time ago. And um, realizing that you're never really done is very exciting. So as an entrepreneur, the idea that you're, you created something and it's, and it's done, that's anathema. That's, to me, like the kiss of death. Um, you have to know that there's competitive forces, whether those are competitors or other things that are happening that are going to create blockades for your business growing. Um, You have to always be fine tuning and always working. It's like, imagine how boring it would be if you were in a band and the band were successful and you had to go on tour, which I'm sure poses all sorts of issues. Forget about COVID related. And, you know, you have to uh, upend a lot of your, your life and adjust. And then every night you had to play the exact same song, the exact same way every single night. Wouldn't that get boring? Imagine if you were like, you know what? We're going to change it up. We're changing the tempo a little bit. We're going to change the instrumentation. We're going to, you know what? I'm going to play the drums tonight and you're going to play the guitar tonight. We're going to, you know, like, what can we do? Can we like add a jam to that song? Like what else could we do? Otherwise it would get so boring. So I think for fertile minds and, you know, people that really want to keep creating, it's not about like switching to the next thing and, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I have to go start another thing. Realize that the thing you have um, has infinite possibilities. And the moment you think you're done, 
you kind of are done, but in the worst sense, like that you're never done. Exactly. So, um, you can be an entrepreneur also. That's the other thing. It's like this dirty little yes. secret that, you know, entrepreneurs, oh, you have to start with nothing and you have to eat, you know, a, a peanut butter sandwich every day is your only food because you can't afford any food and you have to work out of your garage or your parents' garage or you have to take out a third mortgage or those are all true, you know, ordeals that people go through. Absolutely. And I've had my versions of all those things, but there are other ways to be entrepreneurial. And I think it's a mindset, not just, um, I'm going to quit my job and throw everything at this and write a business plan and go raise money. And you can be an entrepreneur and guess what? You're still an entrepreneur. I think if you have an idea for something, a business, a product, a, whatever it might be, a not-for-profit, it doesn't matter. If you have an idea and you can make it real, if you can bring that thing to life and have it even be a portion of what you dreamt it could be, um, yeah. then you're an entrepreneur. If you have an idea and you make it real, yep. you're an entrepreneur. If you, if you have an idea and you don't make it real and you just keep dreaming, then you're a dreamer and that's okay. But um, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, I think, and, and quote unquote innovators have dreams, but they do everything they can to bring those to life. And you could do that inside of a big company. You could do that on your own. You could, you know, there's no, like, there shouldn't be a hard and fast rule that says uh, an entrepreneur has yeah, to, to, you know, do your own thing. Yeah, out of the company. You can always do your own thing. Even and guess what? We're all individuals. We all are doing our own thing. <laughs> like whether we think we are, we are. And I and I think we need to definitely encourage like entrepreneurship as much as we do entrepreneurship because we do need the change in these big one hundred percent conglomerates. And you know, I, I actually um, someone always asked me. A lot of people ask me like, oh, you know, since I, I used to work in Dior in the head office for many years, and people said, oh, like, now how does it feel like to be like you know now finally building business, being an entrepreneur? I said. Oh, but I've been doing it for a long time because actually when I was at Dior, I really classified myself as an entrepreneur. I was literally making a lot of new businesses within the business, yes. having change. And uh, I actually could still see myself there as well as creating my own brand outside of Dior because I was so fulfilled in the change I was. And that's the um, win. I guess you could say catalyzing mm -hmm. and that's the win. Yeah, yeah. that's the win. If, if you love, if you love what you're doing, Yuri, not that it's a contest and you have to be ahead of other people, but you are ahead in the, in the sense that you're, you're doing what you love. That's, that's the win. That's so true. And if that's that under, win. you know, the guise of uh, going it alone, or if it's under this construct of being inside of a established place, that's, it, it, it really yeah. doesn't matter. At least to, to me. You, you said a thing as well, which, you know, I, it's very topical for me today because I just had a, a coffee meeting with someone and, you know, they were saying, oh, you know, your evaluation is, is pretty good or the multiples you're getting, mm -hmm. if it's 10 X, just sell today because it's, you know, it's worth doing and then do the next thing. And I think you, you know, you reminded me and I, I responded to this person saying, but at A, I'm not interested in making quick money. And secondly, I'm having so much fun. There's still so much to be done. Why would I, you know, just because there's, I might get the best multiple today and I might not even make more money later, but at the end of the day, there's still more change to be done and more fun to be had. And you've said that as well. It's, it's key. So much still. It's key. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I've been an investor for a while too. And, you know, when I, when I meet folks and they start talking about the exit mm. right away, I get, I sort of look for the exit for myself. I'm like, no, no. like I'm out of here. Exactly. Um, because everyone starts off, every model looks the same, right? They're all hockey sticks. We're going to grow at this alarming rate. And, you know, there will be some massive multiple attached to our growth and our success. And here's why we're so different and special and magical and 
you know, they're all the same. It comes down to people. And when the going gets tough, Mm. which it invariably will get tough, it's about the character of the people there who are going to be willing to put whatever they need to aside, ego or other things to either figure out how to help each other. You got to climb over the wall. You got to dig under the wall. You have to break through the wall. You have to have enough stamina to run until you can find the end of the wall and crawl around the side of it, whatever it is. Yep. Um, and that's not easy. So when people are like, this is how we're going to exit, I'm like, you don't know how you're going to exit. Why are you thinking about an exit? Why aren't you just focused maniacally on the, now. the coolest, best, yeah. amazing thing you can? The rest will take care of itself. If you can really make your thing, whatever it is, amazing, you know, the world will beat a path to your door. Um, you have to create something that can't be readily replicated. And part of that isn't just product. It's culture, vibe, soul, the stuff you can't knock off. Mm. And it's not just about, you know, speed to exit. That's, um, and the, and the, the good news is I think for a lot of entrepreneurs is that there is a lot of very smart, well attenuated capital that, understands the magic that uh, the right founders can bring to something and the patience I think is there now. Um, And I also think that larger companies appreciate and get this ecosystem very well. Yeah. Understatement. And um, uh, everyone can, everyone can do really well. And that's a pretty magical state of affairs. You can't say that about everything these days. Um, really can't. So yeah, just stay true to whatever your big vision is and be kind to people along the way and magic will ensue. It always does. This yeah. is not new. This is, this is just, you know, the magic of, of, I think of life in a way, you know, of life the, basically. Yeah. And the, the journey of it and, and the way your mindset is just the way you are as a being, it's, it's truly like, it's really infectious to me and it's been so inspiring speaking to you. And I do have to ask, like, have you, uh, do you have sort of rituals that you stick to, to make sure this mindset is consistent and, you know, you're on top of your, at the most happiness you can get. What are your kind of routines you have? Um, one thing, I mean, first of all, I'm, I totally am the luckiest person and I, I totally married up. My wife is amazing. Our kids are incredible. So constant, constant understatement, constant source of, uh, yeah. of magic for me. So there's that, but in terms of like rituals, things I do every day that are important to me. Um, it's funny. I'm in this little booth right here in my office and our office here. Um, but next to my, next to like every desk, and I tend to have more than one desk, uh, I have a guitar next to every desk and I would never say that I'm a guitarist by any stretch of the imagination. And, um, but I have a guitar next to every desk and I love music and I can, you know, I can dabble and I can, you know, I can, I can play around for sure. But, um, uh, knowing people who really are amazing guitar players. I would never say that I could play guitar because I know people who really can, and it's just not even close. So, but I leave guitar next to every desk because it's the most humbling reminder uh, for me that there's, there's just six strings on that guitar. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, depending on the guitars, like 22, 24 frets, um, but six strings, right? There's 12 notes in a Western classical scale for musical notation, but like what you could do, even if I said, Oh yeah, Oh, I can play that song. Like name a band you like. And I could play that. 
you know, the way I would play it is very different than the way they would play it, right? Um, exactly. You know, John Mayer playing a song on guitar versus me playing it. It's very different. The same notes. We could be play, we could even be, let's say we were, someone gave us sheet music and we didn't know the song at all. We were going to read it and play yeah. it. It's still totally yeah. different. So I leave the guitar because it's like, you know, there's a finite number of notes, but there's an infinite number of ways to play it, whether it's, you know, the speed at which you play, the, 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 uh, style. If you're using your fingers versus a plectrum, a pick, uh, you know, there's a million different ways you could, you could have these permutations and combinations. So I love that. And it's again, for me, this very humble reminder. So I try every day just to even pick up a guitar for like a minute or two, just to keep like reminding myself, a, how much further I have to go. Uh, and that you, ne- and, and, and I guess too, that you never, um, like you can never think you're good. <laughs> You know, you just can't. It's really, that's like a dangerous space, you know, to be like, oh, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Like, no way. Then you're, then you're toast. Too comfortable. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of making myself, that's the word. Yeah. Making myself a little uncomfortable. Um, so that's how I, that's how I do it. So yeah, every day, uh, like literally every day, if I don't, I feel like weird. Like I, there's something like I didn't brush my teeth, God forbid, you know, like it would just be weird. That, it's kind of like how music is this. Cra- I mean, it's cool. Cause I think also when we meet, we should definitely jam because oh, what um, do you play? I, I, uh, so I, I'm definitely a musician growing up. I, I did 11 years of piano and violin. Oh, awesome. Um, but I'm actually more of a, of a singer. So I, I, I did, I used to busk on the no streets way. of like, what about a road? And yeah, music is like a big part of my life, but I had to kind of suppress it a bit just because of, um, I don't know why, but like, I still sing a lot, like when I get the chance. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I really did change my life and like, it, it's a meditation for me and it's so important in my everyday to even just sing a bit. I, I think I sing every day, whether it's more private. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shower. In the shower. Best. Um, shower. And, uh, and I, and I, and I still, I'm not suppressed, but it's not gone. That The dream is still there. I, I will create a song one day and I don't care if it doesn't make sense as a CEO to then launch a hit single. I'll do it that's awesome. because it's a passion, you know? Yeah. So, well, that's, I the love the fact theory. that you passion. said that you have a guitar. That's amazing. So yeah, that's yeah. probably my one, like every day, pretty much. And if not, I look at it and I go, Ooh, I'm so like behind. <laughs> I know you'd be, I feel you. So, um, before we get into the fire round questions, I ask all my guests the same question, which is kind of like a desert island situation. So imagine I'm inviting you to the founded beauty island um, with all, you know, you have to bring one product, only one with you because we're very strict with uh, right. less is more. So what is that one product from Hello um, that you would bring with you? Obviously a toothpaste, I'm assuming. Yeah, right? I would bring, and assuming there's like, it, it's going to like be a never ending supply. Yeah, um, on this island, on this mythical, magical exactly. island, I would bring our toothpaste tablets ah. because they're really. First of all, they're very easy to travel yep. with. They dose perfectly. There's there's no mess. They come in this lovely tin that's recyclable, and it takes about a tenth the amount of energy to make this tin as it would to make it out of glass. It's really lightweight, so. That's also a huge benefit because, you know, from a carbon perspective, mm. um, light weighting products as much as you can is really helpful. And obviously it has no water uh, in the product, which yeah. is also good because water is very precious for all the obvious reasons we know. And um, and it works great and it tastes great and it's a fabulous product. So that would be the one Hello product I would take, I think. 
Um, and again, it works brilliantly. Amazing. It's, yeah, it's terrific. And they look really cool if you haven't seen them. Yeah, I saw them online. Look really cool. Yeah, so that I would pro- that would probably be the one. Although, unless the island were really perfect and we never wanted to get off the island, if we had like a unlimited supply of Hello Toothpaste tubes, you know, we could use those as flotation devices probably. But, you know, now I'm getting... I mean, that's, no, that's smart. No, 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 but now, now um, you're making this a bit more of a reality. I'm, I'm like, I'm, maybe I should do that. Like a survivor, founded beauty survivor, big thinking, all the founders with one product. I'm thinking. And by the <laughs> way, you, you wouldn't do well on the island if you couldn't, you know, eat and, uh, and if you were unhealthy. So exactly. yeah, making sure your teeth are in good shape. You can eat key. the toothpaste. That's right. Yeah, and, um, to, yeah. and you can always brush with your recyclable, renewable finger if you needed to. So I didn't choose a toothbrush, exactly. but, uh, but yeah, paste all the yeah. way. So yeah, that's my long smart, answer. Smart. Oh, amazing. Okay, so fire round questions. Ready. First thing that comes to your mind. Let's go. So, number one, what is another beauty brand that you are currently loving right now? I'm like mentally going through my Instagram, like mentally, and trying to think of like what I've seen where I'm like, ooh, I like that. Yeah, we so many. Honestly, there's like too many that I really like. Does it have to be a beauty brand? Wellness brand, or I mean, right. but generally beauty. Well, I mean, like, what do you use in the, like, do you, what's your go-to? Like, um, so I like, oh, here we go. You know what I really like? I mean, and it's very, it's, it's very appropriate. Check and speak. Number 88. Are you familiar? No, I don't. What's that? It's a lovely, so check it out. So check as in like, spelled like. Czechoslovakia, like Czech. Oh, yeah, I'm um, seeing it. And speak S P E A K E. Oh, I've seen this, of course. Uh, I've number seen it. Yeah, this logo is very iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It smells so divine. Oh, my word. A friend of mine bought me this product the first time in, I'm really dating myself, in 1987. And I was like, what is this? And he hit me to it, and it's been an important sense like olfactory recall is so critical you know the amount of brain power that's used to process fragrance yeah is incredible compared to other stimuli and for me this one is like it's it's very and by the way this was given to me as a gift and it's the most painful gift because it's so pricey it is like i just can't it's like it's ridiculously expensive and and like i said i'm like a i'm a mass person right so this is like to say it's a splurge it's like a couple of hundred dollars. It is. It is. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pricey. But like every few years, I have to buy one of these and I use it very judiciously. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. So, yes, shameless uh, shout out and plug to Check and Speak, uh, number 88, wow. beautiful black Check and bottle. Speak. Really if lovely. this does well for you guys, you should hook, hook a brother up. And, hook and me maybe. up because, yeah. yeah, hook a brother up. I've been at it since 1987. Love it. I'm in deep. It's really, it's really good. Yeah. What's a guilty pleasure of yours? Other than that, like check, check and speak once yeah. every like five years. That's about, yeah. that's about it. Um, <laughs> the most amazing egg sandwich mm. in the world that I'm very sad because up until recently, um, this place that I love, it's at, it's, it's at a flea market. Oh, really? It's like literally only open three days a week for a few hours at a time. And it's a labor of love for this amazing couple. And in this like rundown ramshackle railway car, oh. little structure at a flea market in rural, like on the border of New Jersey and Pennsylvania along uh, the Delaware river, there's, this little place, and it's the most insane egg sandwich you'll ever have in your life. She makes the the like an egg custard with 
leeks in it and other things. And it's, and, and the husband bakes brioche buns and it's psychotic. Oh my God. It's, it's like the biggest crazy indulgent thing. And I'm so sad because they're redoing the place oh. and it's closed. And I'm like, Oh my God. At least it's not forever. It's closed. It's not forever, which is good. We hope, we, we hope. hope it would be a major miss. Oh. So yes, I, I go with the, the egg sandwich at, it's called the speckled egg. Speckled it's, egg mind-altering, life-changing egg sandwich. Love it. Oh, thanks for that. I'll, I'll definitely, when, well, when it's back up, we'll check it out. Very cool. Egg custard. Who knew? Egg custard, speckled egg. Um, so what are you currently watching or reading? Last night, I watched the season premiere of season five of a show that I started watching with my son. It's, to be honest, it's nothing I ever would have watched or discovered in a million years, but... My son was like obsessed with the show and started rewatching with me. And then we watched every night nonstop and season five, new season, episode one last night. It's called The Last Kingdom. I don't know if you've seen oh, yeah, it or yeah, heard yeah. of this. It's definitely, yeah, it's big. Normally not my genre, not my thing. Was obsessed. We watched it like every single night. We super binged. So um, it was on, I guess, a hiatus uh, so I watched the first episode of that last night. And my wife and I are deep in Ozark. Ozark's lately. amazing. Love Ozark. Um, which has been really terrific. Um, nice. And, oh, and I started watching a show that is a series that's about Uber called oh. Super Pumped, which oh, is oh, fascinating. Super Pumped. Um, yeah, the battle for Uber. Nice. It's 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 fascinating on many levels. Thanks for that. I'm going to put that on my list. Yeah. So I think it's interesting for, for founder people. Oh, and it's got, um, it's got Joseph Gordon. Um, yes. Love it. Yeah. Leave it. Love it. Yes. 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 It's very, it's, it's very, it's, it's, you know, for entrepreneurs and I've lived out in Silicon Valley and I've, um, I've actually spoken at Uber headquarters before and it's just, it's very fascinating to watch it. Um, amazing. Extremely interesting. So, Yes. Um, what's your favorite social media platform right now? I would have to say without a doubt, Instagram. I've never been much of a Facebook person, um, yeah. even though I know they own Instagram. But uh, I really like Instagram. It's simple. It's easy. It's fun. It's easy to share things. I, I certainly get served up things that I find to be very interesting. So mm. I feel like the algorithm works really, really well uh, in general. So yeah, I'm a big fan and it's just, it's just fun to me. It's fun and it's easy. A hundred percent. So, and, and I would have to also throw in there. I'm a huge LinkedIn fan. I think LinkedIn oh, is amazing. Such a powerful tool that people, I think we know the value, but we also underestimate how actually valuable it is sometimes. I it's such a great way. Love it. And there's a little fun trick that I'll share. Um, mm. that was pointed out to me a while ago. Really interesting. So if you go and look at your profile on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. uh, pull up your actual profile and then look at the URL and embedded in the URL through the string of nonsense. And then after your name, I think is a yeah. number. Yeah. And that I have number, a number. Yeah. is the number that you joined LinkedIn. And now because so many people are on it, there are letters embedded in that number because yeah. there's BB is a, a lot of people. Oh, we don't know. I think that you're, that means you, you, you joined not long. I, I'm like, I looked and I was, I couldn't believe it. I think I was, I can't remember now. Cause I looked a long time ago. I was either like 
in the first 4,000 or 40,000, one of those, let's go with the worst number, 40,000. I was in the first 40,000. And, um, and I remember years ago getting this note from, and the only reason I know this is because I got this note and Mm. I didn't get it. Everyone who was in the first chunk of people got this note and it was from Reed Hoffman. And he said, Hey, here's how you find this number out. And you're getting this note because you were one of the first fill in the blank, whatever it was, 50,000, 5,000, whatever it was. I can't remember. Yeah, it was years ago. And he got this note and it was amazing. And I was, I had no idea. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was in on that one early, but it's been incredible. More good things have happened to me through LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I think, again, there's this tacit understanding that Facebook and other places are for certain types of communication yeah. and LinkedIn is like no nonsense. You're not going to hear from your exes from, you know, 10 years ago that are, you know, curious or, you know, want to know your your relationship status or anything. It's 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 pretty pure in its intent. And I feel like the audience um, has a certain set of behaviors that they generally adhere to. That's very, very, uh, just very positive. So I'm a big LinkedIn fan. Love Amazing. it. Love no, it. Love thanks it. for that. Yeah. So very, Instagram very for insightful. fun, LinkedIn yeah. for everything else. I love it. There's two of my favorite. Though I do enjoy just like the odd scroll on TikTok, but definitely Instagram is my main thing right now. Um, Yay. Um, do you have a, a favorite quote or a mantra that you kind of like? Oh, okay. totally. Oh, favorite quote. Absolutely. Uh, it's a, it's a music quote. Yeah. Um, Leonard Cohen, who really it was a poet as much as he's a musician slash singer. Some people have issues with his his vocal stylings, um, but uh, a legend, a genius. And my favorite line, and I'm not the only one who has definitely quoted this one, but it's been a big one for me, is there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. So I'm always looking for the cracks. Yeah. Always looking for the cracks. That's so good. Cracks. I actually cracks, haven't cracks. even heard that. I don't know why. That's so good. Oh, it's a good one. I think, um, you know, Rumi's got a version. It's, you know, it's very similar. It's kind of like in in Japanese culture, it's like wabi-sabi, you know, like how you take things that don't always... 100%. Yeah, exactly. Like like you find the cracks, you find the breaks. There's there's beauty in the imperfection, mm. right? And that's where the magic is. It's not in the, the perfect. It's like, okay, well, it's perfect. Like, yes. Yeah. You know, it, like as entrepreneurs in particular, like we have to find... The cracks. There has to be something that doesn't feel quite right that you can fix, um, or, or, or even champion in a way, because that could, the indifference could absolutely. be our, our 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 best point in a way. Yeah, it separates. Absolutely. Like by the way, maybe not everyone's teeth are looking like exactly. they're veneered, fake, white. And guess what? That's okay. Yeah. We're in the people business, not the fake, bright smile, yeah. ching exactly. business. That's yeah. You know, so true. Yeah. Oh, I love so that. Real people, real stuff. Oh, amazing. Um, my last question is kind of really going to be difficult because I feel like you've done so many things, but I'll kind of narrow it down to like, if you aren't a beauty entrepreneur, that's why I asked everyone, what would you be doing right now? Like by choice or by guess, like necessity? I think by choice. Yeah. I'd be... Could you be a musician? Could you be a guitarist working on this? Yeah, not good enough. But I, but I think because I'm like technically, I mean, I'm a Okay, but I'm, I'm sure you're good. Like maybe my ideals are too high, but w- w- I would probably be finding the cheapest space I could mm-hmm. and the cheapest, biggest canvases I could and Creating the cheapest art. materials I could. And I would just be making crazy pieces mm. um, 
that I probably never show anybody. <laughs> or, you, you know, you never, art is, that's why I love art. Like, um, I had an art studio yeah. growing up and it was an escapism, but actually you realize how every art speaks to different people. So there's always a, there's always someone who would find it like, that's would, right. would change their life. And, and as long as you're going in with the right that's intention, right. uh, that's the most important. Yeah. If you're pure, you're pure. It, it, it's pure. Yeah. Like, who put could argue? Yeah. I like the idea of, yeah, that's right. I like, I, I, that's what I would do. I, I, critics, it's easy to be a critic. Mm. It's much harder to be a creator. So any, any chance to create, I would be all over that. So maybe I'd sit and decide, you know, it's time for poetry. It'd be great. I love, I love poetry. Oh. So yeah, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be writing, I'd be writing or painting. Um, that's what I'd be doing. So exciting. Well, what about you? What would you be doing? I think I would, I mean, I still, I definitely think I would be a singer. Um, it is, and it was, and it is you know, a big passion of mine. Um, just because how you can, I, I want to change, you know, people and help people, um, as much as I can, um, because I've been helped and changed a lot. So I just, that's my, like, I guess my passion and music, I think is a great way to do that. Having said that, I love teaching. Like, I just think, um, mm. uh, if I could do something with students and young entrepreneurs, I would probably be building some form of like nonprofit academy or helping young entrepreneurs in areas in the world where they don't have access to that. Um, so maybe living in Africa and India. And, and I will do this. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. more like my time will come. And yeah, just, it's when, it's when, it's when, it's when. Not, because not I want if. to constantly That's reinvent fantastic. myself and, uh, you know, do many things in this life I have. Um, so for me, it's just a matter of the timing and when, but, it, uh, but I'm also trying now. Like, I still awesome. with this brand, you know, I have this vehicle where I can like, so I'm launching an academy soon, which will be like how to build a brand, but just for like mainly students and young entrepreneurs. And mm-hmm. so there's different ways I can realize That's that beautiful. or test that out with my brand right now. So yeah, pretty cool. That is beautiful. I, I, I can share that. Uh, I'm really, I mean, I know I've said this a bunch of times, probably saying it so often because I really believe it. I'm very, very, very lucky. And I have had a chance to work with a whole bunch of student entrepreneurs. Mm. I think when you're an entrepreneur, you're always a student anyway. But I mean, like people who are in school full time and pursuing entrepreneurial things. So I've done a a bunch of, uh, I don't want to call it work because it's not fair to call it work. I've had the opportunity to go to a lot of different schools and and chat and work with and try to help a bunch of different students um, for a number of years now. And it's the most satisfying thing. Mm. It's so the energy you get is just, well, you, you become the beneficiary. You both are beneficiaries in different ways. Oh, you 100%. Just, it's just so, um, fulfilling, you know, and, and yes, it's magic. Ooh, love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So working with students is a treat. Oh, well, no, I'm, I'm, I have to say it's been an absolute honor and privilege to speak to you, Craig. And, and I'm just excited oh, to, same. now I'm, I'm great. This is just the first point. We just did this podcast. Now we're connected. I'm excited to like get to know you yes. and um, follow your, your, your inspiring journey and we'll help and build each other and our missions. And yeah, very excited. But in the meantime, where can everyone follow either, you know, both yourself and the brand? Uh, what are the, the links? Oh, well. yeah. Yeah, go to your, well, first of all, you know, I know I gave out my phone number and stuff. So yeah, Skype with me, find me, track me down. If I can be helpful, I will do my best. Uh, LinkedIn, absolutely. Helloproducts.com, helloproducts.co.uk. All over Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, like your social platform of choice, have at it. You can, you can find us and know that it's like, it's really us. Like we, if you write, we're, we're writing back. There's not like some third party group, you know, like I tell, so, so as hello is expanded into other places, Mm. 
I tell folks there hand on heart. I'm like, you are the founder of Hello UK. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't, you don't work for Hello. Mm. And like, no, you're like, you are the founder of Hello UK. Like this is your thing. Like go, like you got to live it. Yeah. You can't, you can't outsource soul, you know? Like, so, so it's really us. We really write back. We're, we're, we're in it. And, um, yeah, find us. Amazing. Check out the products I'll put all, and uh, let us know how you love I'll it. I'll put all the links Hopefully. in the summaries. Everyone can just click straight away and it'll be a lot easier to redirect. Oh, and um, no, th- I mean, I just was, I just connected with you on LinkedIn. I saw you have friendly founders. I was like, that's so like yes. badass and that's so cool. So like, that's exactly, you know, you're inspiring me to be the entre- like the entrepreneur you are. It's so exciting to see. So Aww. thank you. Well, you're, you're very kind. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And I really feel what you're doing. Cause I, of course I listened to a bunch of episodes and you, you've, you've had a great podcast with, with a lot of folks that I know yeah. because this world gets very small. It's very lovely. And we all try to help each other. Exactly. That's the best part. You know, there's plenty of magic to go around. So, exactly. um, let's let, you we know, do it together, you know, that's right. Yeah. We do it together. It's fabulous. And, um, Again, I'll be looking for you on LinkedIn. I'll be looking for your invitation as soon as we get Amazing. on. Amazing. And I hope to hopefully Meet in person find my well. way back to the UK. Yeah. Yes. Cool. I, I used to spend a lot of time there. So I love the UK. I have family in the UK. I have family Amazing. there um, who I'm actually going to see this weekend. So I'm very excited. Oh, very cool. um, but yeah, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So huh. I'm seeing them here in the States. Jesus, I wish yeah. I were seeing them. But no, I, I, um, but, I'll be uh, coming to the States hopefully soon. So I'll, I'll definitely um, link you up and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely meet. And uh, if... It's open. We'll go to uh, Speckled Egg. <laughs> the Speckled Egg, or wow, well done. Or we'll go to an open mic night somewhere. We'll, we'll do both. That out. Let's do both. That's even better. That's right. That's Maybe. right. Maybe the Speckled Egg needs an open mic night. Maybe we'll there bring it to them. And you bring your guitar, I'll bring my mic, and we'll, we'll, we'll jam. But no, until then, we'll be in touch. And thank you so much, Craig, for um, all your wise wisdom. Oh, please. No, thank you for having me. And uh, stay safe, stay safe, and healthy, and happy, and don't forget to floss. Thank you. hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too founded beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music podcast the acast app and many more and i'm also very proud to be part of the acast creator network so be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop we really appreciate every single follow listen share and review it truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe. And- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.